Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're so pleased. We are very excited to have you here today. We have got a terrific podcast for you. It is all about you, leaders. It's a little bit of inspiration, maybe a little bit of kicking the behind to get you going here, make yourself better, help your teams out a little bit better. The old, the old thing that we're doing here, the whole we're looking at is this notion here. Leaders, get off the benches, get off the fences, and get into the trenches. Let's get to work here. Let's make this a better team for everybody, better organization for everybody. I'm here, Michael Bailey. This is my partner, Rich Barron here. We're ready to roll. We are going to roll. We are going to roll. We trust you are ready to roll with us as well. So let's hit it. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. This is what we do. ACT, ACT, and and cultural transformation. That's what we're doing here. So let's start out here. Rich, what in the heck is going on? Why are leaders sitting on the benches and the fences instead of getting into the trenches? You know, we're seeing a lot of this actually in, you know, all around us. It's, it's, uh, we hear this uh, in a lot of ways, uh, symptoms uh, of this, like imposter syndrome or fear or just quitting. We see a lot of people, the quiet quitters, we're just going to quit or, how many people in the great resignation were actually leaders that, you know, suddenly when it hit the fan and you got had to get your hands dirty and get to work, and I'm out of here. You saw a lot of that. So let's talk about, there's there's five symptoms of this, Michael. Five yeah. symptoms, reasons for whatever. So let's go over that. Then let's go over some some things, how to correct that, how to fix that. A little bit of prescription here. Yeah, yeah prescription. Yeah, diagnosis before, uh, no, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. We're going for the diagnosis phase here. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Okay. Number one is fear. Fear. And so this is this is one reason why people don't want to jump in. Uh, we see this a lot of time when there's adversity in, in uh, the workplace or adversity in leadership. And I got to tell you, it's inevitable. You're going to face leadership. You're going to face and you're going to face adversity in leadership, I should say. So fear is one of those reasons holding people back. I can't, I can't do that. I'm paralyzed with fear. Can't jump in. The comfort zone feels oh so nice. You know, I just hang out here for a little while, a little bit longer. So another one is is just simple indecision. Um, you know, what decisions do you need to make to get off the fence, get off the bench, get in the trenches? That indecision. Why, why aren't you making the decisions? Exactly. Why aren't you You're making afraid? The yeah. 
You're afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're not one. indecision because you are afraid. Yeah. And so, uh, and here's the other one. This is a big one because we talk to people all the time about this perfectionism. Perfectionism. You know, when when you deal with people who are perfectionists, you find out if they're if they're not hitting on all cylinders there in that that realm and that that leadership style. They figure that it, everybody has to be perfect around them. Everybody has to, and for them to act, everything has to be perfect. And so they get stuck. This is this analysis paralysis. Can't make a decision because they're afraid, right? Or it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent or nothing. Yeah, hundred percent or nothing, and that's simply not the case. You've got you've got to be able to accept eighty percent, ninety percent. Realize that you know it's not going to be perfect all the time, and so you know you can't. You know you really cannot afford time, money, uh, and that in that indecision uh, that's holding you back. You can't afford that. And here's an here's another one. Number four is anger. Anger. Why are you so angry? What what's what's making you so angry about that the work you're doing, or about your team? Is there some conflict resolution that hasn't taken place? Is there some other underlying issues that uh, you're you don't want to face or are afraid to face that's that's causing this anger? And anger wow. is a funny thing because it's a secondary emotion. Yeah. Anger can you know is overt. Sometimes it's coming at you. Sometimes it's more covert where you're kind of just resentful and you feel mean towards yeah. that kind of a person. Sometimes anger sometimes anger, anger shows up in withholding. Well, I'm just not going to give that to you. I'm not going to grant that to you. I'm right. not going to allow you to do that. So we play this game of withholding. It's a form of passive aggression. Yeah, I'm going to delay that decision. Answer, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to answer your email. That's right. what I'm going to I'm not yeah. going to address that. I'll show you. Yeah. yeah Here's exactly. the other thing. Procrastination. That's that's really passive resistance. It's a form of passive resistance. Absolutely. You know, we're not going to do it because whatever reason. I don't want to face the facts or, you know, again, you're withholding that decision. I hope it just goes away. Yeah. If I put my head in the sand, it'll go away. Or if I ignore it, it'll go away. That uh, That black smoke coming out of the engine. It'll go away eventually. Right. Even though I'm sitting on the bench and I hear that a tsunami is coming, I'm going to ignore it. Maybe it will go away. Yeah. Here's the fifth one. Laziness. Plain old laziness. You know, when you when you choose to, to take the easy way out, I want, I'll just do the easy work. I'll let someone else do the hard work. Or, you know, why do it today when you put it off until tomorrow? Let's go next year something or next year or next when morning. I'm gone. Yeah. When I absolutely, when you're gone, maybe your <laughs> predecessor can do it for you. You know, that's a lot of these two is all part of that comfort zone too. You know, it, it takes effort to get out of that comfort zone, get down in the trenches with the people. It takes an enormous amount of effort. I mean, people just think, Oh, we'll go do that. I'm telling you, when people habituate themselves to that comfort zone and they just park their car there, not only do they park their car there, yeah, they turn off the engine, they pop the hood, they pull off the battery, they dismantle the engine, they take yep. apart the transmission. Yep. And now what's it? And I'm talking, yeah, that's right. You think of all the power they don't have anymore. What's it going to take for them to put that all back together so yeah. they can get down the road there and actually do something 
that's going to be worthwhile in a big way. Yep. Let me tell you what happens when you get in the comfort zone, Michael. There are a lot of things happen here. Um, and it's very easy to go back to the comfort zone because it's it's that psychological blind spot. It really is. Your comfort zone, you, you, you'll embrace laziness. You'll accept your fears. You're going to ward your indecisiveness and tell yourself the perfect solution will come if I just wait this one out. All while angrily defending a position that is ultimately causing you the pain. Blaming everybody Blaming else. everybody else. Everything else. Yeah, yep. that's right. You better start checking yourself for those scars you get in the comfort zone because that's what happens. They're usually kind of like bed sores on your rear end. <laughs> More than like, yeah, there's, I, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it is. You better start uh, looking in the mirror for those uh, comfort zones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get out your petroleum jelly and your Hell golf pads. <laughs> I got your salve right here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to. Okay. So tell us, how. What, what's the prescription for the, all this stuff? So I got some ideas here. You brought up this idea about benches and uh, and and trenches, and and I'm saying there's also the fence thing. So leaders, here's what you got to do: leaders to get off the benches, to get off the fences, and to get into the trenches. I'm going to show you a technique here called teach and show, teach and show for leadership, develop okay. team performance. How are we going to do this? So leaders, here's what you're going to do. Here's what our recommendation recommendations are. Number one, teach and show them, your team, how to use critical thinking. Engage them. Show them how thinking things through to see things as they actually are, what, what's really going on, not on account of prejudice or bias, coloring it in any way. Just see it for what it is. First thing, teach them how to think that way. Second, teach and show. Teach and show them how to drive processes, not drive each other crazy. Don't push them to drive people kind of stuff. Yeah. We talk about that a lot, but to drive processes, in other words, really get good at the processes, yeah. really, really get, you know, get that down. Next, teach and show them how to make morally responsible decision. What's good for everybody? What's good? What, what is, what is it, as good as it can get without it becoming perfectionistic? There's that whole thing. We get to 85, 90, maybe even 95. That is way good. Let's not push for the crazy last 5 10% because that yeah. gets everybody a little bit nuts. Next is teach and show them how to, excuse me, teach and show them how to emotionally bond as a team. Be part of each other, you know, advocate for, you know, when you, you know how the team is really bonded together, they talk each other up. They, yeah, they advocate do. for each other. They 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 complement each other. Instead of talking each other down and saying, oh, look at that. You don't have this. Look at that fault. You're not very good at that. That's just horrible stuff. That's poison apple kind of stuff. Have you ever have you ever heard the term, Michael, about finishing your someone else's sentence? You get close yeah. enough to someone, you finish your sentence, right? Yeah. Essentially. Good teams do that. They have each other's back and they they work so well with each other. They know what's coming next. There's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth yep. to that. There's this yep. idea of the seamless working. They did that with five-year-olds. Did you ever read that study about five-year-olds? I have not, no. It's an interesting story. They, they, it was kind of like, okay, five-year-olds, kindergarten class, here it is, we're going to build this thing. And so they didn't tell them how to build it. They just put like, tinker toys or whatever it was to build this thing. And one would start something, the other one would get to the next one, and the other one, and they just seamlessly worked together. Nobody was pushing, nobody was shoving, nobody was crying. It was just that they eventually just working together, they built this tower. 
And it was like, wow, they just were seamless, like a beehive. They just could see it and they went and did it. They worked with each other. That's advocating. That's that sense of emotional bond. Yes. That's the great stuff about it that you're talking about here. All right. So teach them and show them how to create new visions of how to improve where the team is going. If you got them actively involved, what can we do? How can we do this better? What would that look like? You've got them actively involved in how to get there to improve. You've got a team now that is working not just for the best of what's now, but for the best that is yet to come. That's a whole other kind of thing going on there. You know, that that vision is about we're all going to succeed, right? Yeah. It's not about I'm going to succeed while you guys are in the trenches. I'm going to stay up here and take the high road. Yeah, that's, I really love the bench. That's not how that works. Yeah, that's I like not how the fence. Works. It's a little, it's a little hard sometimes to stay on top on that side. But the, you know, but the trench is really a problem for me. I can't do that. So yeah, yeah, you're doing great. Just keep on. Yeah, I don't want to break a nail today. That's right. Or anything else, <laughs> break wind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, also teach them and show them how to be competitive. Competitive in a, in a way that's complementary to everybody yes. else. A little bit of what you're talking about. And also to be competent. We were talking to somebody yesterday who's kind of a micromanager. And so what he does is he creates this lack of, of confidence in his people. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to create this sense of you're really good. Be competitive what you're doing. Be competent what you're doing so that you can feel confident yeah. in what it is that you're about doing. That's building people. Next is show them and, and teach them and show them how to work closer with each other in coordination to innovate, to have each other's back. We're talking about that a little bit here just a moment ago. Also teach them and show them how to think clearer, be better problem solvers, researchers, develop their talents and and encourage them and others. In other words, you have others encouraging the other people to to develop their talents as well. Let's let's really pull this stuff out. You got it. You you hear that stuff all the time, you know, on these movies. Oh, you got it. It it becomes so flip. Oh, you got it. You You can, you can, you can get in that barrel and go off Niagara Falls. You got it. You got this. <laughs> yeah, no worries. You got this. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about real stuff that will really will help yeah. each other. Then the next thing here is this one. Teach them how to uh, how to be honest. Have honest, Character. unafraid, respectful yeah. conversations with each other. Absolutely. That's a big thing. Sometimes you get those lunchroom clicks. You know, that this group's yeah. over there, that group's over there. And they, they don't like each other. And they've got this animosity going on. That's got to end. Teach them how to be honest with each other, respectful. Teach them how to be accepting each other. That's a powerful way to bring yeah. people together. It truly is. Now, there's nine. There's nine right there. And number 10, which is the bonus one here, is to teach them how to see the best in themselves and each other. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's more than a bonus. That's the key. Yeah, Teach them and show them. You yeah. be the example. Yes. You cannot, you, you can kind of teach them from afar, but once you start to show them, you must get off the fence. You must get off the bench and you yeah. must get into the trench to do that. Right. right. Something, I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, if, if we ever hear back from somebody, somebody actually decides to do this, if anybody will do these 10 points here, be aware of those five indices that you talked about, these symptoms that yes. you mentioned, and actually go, uh, yeah, that's going on here. Yeah, I can see that. And take these 10 points. I will guarantee you, guarantee you, within 30 days, they'll start noticing something. If they keep it up, within 60 days, they'll notice something. And within 90 days, 90 days, they will see a transformation with their team. If, if not sooner, but I absolutely. 
takes about 90 days for yeah. transfer. You're, you're going to see that. You're going to see it start steamrolling too. You're going to see that team start to blossom. Change. Yeah. And, and then first you'll hear new, new things to the, to the, the group that you'd never thought possible. First you'll hit some resistance. Some people, I don't want to do that. This is stupid. But slowly by slowly, you'll start converting them. You'll start turning them over. They'll start seeing the light. They'll start seeing new possibilities. And at that point, you know, it takes about six weeks or so before people start going, oh, well, maybe there's something to this. you got to be consistent in that, leaders. If you're doing that, you got to be consistent, not haphazard hit and miss. you got to be consistent at it. But I'll tell you, if you want to be a leader, a transformational leader, there's a lot of talk these days about being transformational leaders, right? How do you really do it? These 10 points, if you do the, do these things, teach them and show them with your teams, you will transform that team undoubtedly, guaranteed. Yes, yes. And I'd love to hear from folks. They come back, you know, three, four months, say, yeah, we actually did it. This is what happened. Guarantee it. They do it and they do it, you know, consistently. And we'd things love to have change. you on, on the podcast and tell us, tell everybody what you did. Absolutely. That'd be lovely. That would be, That'd be absolutely lovely. So. Okay. There we go. Yep. You got a podcast going. That's good. Short, short and sweet and right to the point. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, one thing, if you think back in, in to all the great leaders, and I'm just throwing this out there for everybody, how many of them were, were fence sitters? How many of them were, were just chilling on the bench or from the sidelines? None of them. Not one. One thing about great leaders is they're in the trenches, leading by ex- leading by example because they've got the experience, right? There you go. That's right. A leader never leads from behind. From behind. He's telling you or she's telling you, I'm leading from behind. It's because they're sitting at the picnic table eating all the good stuff. Yeah. While you go out to the battle. That's right. So here's the thing. I, I got, We got to throw this out there, Michael. Uh, Feedspot. We got to throw a shout out there for Feedspot. Yeah, let's do that. Because they just recognized our podcast, Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, as one of the top 15 podcasts for executive coaching on the web. We actually got ranked number six, according to Feedspot. That's fantastic. And and it is fantastic. And you know what? That would not have happened if it wasn't for our followers. Absolutely. Those who tune in and listen, download our podcasts. That's right. It's you folks that make that happen. So we're here to serve you. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for tuning in, listening, downloading. You know, you folks are the best. You're the best. So executive leaders, actilec.com is the place. MichaelBailey.com. That's M-A-I-K-E-L. Bailey.com. And RichBaronExecutiveCoaching.com. Our contact information is there. Reach out to us. Let's talk. Let's uh, let's figure these things out. Let's build a relationship, and who knows where that's going to go. But uh, you probably have no idea where it's going to go, and you yeah. probably can't even fathom. That's how great it can go. Yeah. So do it. Now we're looking forward to hearing from you. Any any uh, last words, Michael? Uh, thanks to the people in Montana. We got some listeners up there, in Montana. Montana. I, I had not seen until just very recently. So Montana, that's a beautiful state. That is a magnificent state. I love that. I got friends who've got cabins up there and they're just, it's, it's beautiful. Love it up there. So thanks so much, Montana. And until next time, take care of each other and uh, we'll see you again soon. Got it. All the best to you and leaders lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, 
you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.